podcasts from the Cochrane Library, the latest evidence for healthcare decision-making. Hello, I'm Mike Clark, podcast editor for the Cochrane Library. Digital interventions, or mHealth or eHealth interventions, are increasingly common in healthcare, and it's important to evaluate their effects. With this in mind, a new Cochrane review from February 2024 examines the evidence for smartphone interventions for adolescents and adults with overweight or obesity. In this podcast, Eva Madrid from the University of Valparaiso in Chile talks with lead author Maria Intermenzendorf from the University of Dusseldorf, Germany, both of whom are currently on fellowships at the Iberoamerican Cochrane Center in Barcelona, Spain. Hello, Maria Inti. Welcome to this podcast. First of all, please tell us why smartphone apps are thought to help people with overweight or obesity. Hello, Eva. Sure. Many people use smartphone apps daily, and some are designed specifically for health purposes to try to help people stay on track with healthy habits. In the case of our review, the apps we examined were intended to help people with overweight and obesity to make good health choices. This means that teenagers and adults who use them might become more physically active, change how they eat, or think more positively about themselves. So why is it important to have research and a systematic review in this case of the effectiveness of these apps? Well, for some time, people living with obesity have been offered multi-component programs, such as a combination of diet, physical activity, and behavior change techniques. But more and more, people are now using smartphones and other mobile devices, usually worn close to the body, to try to support healthy behaviors in a low-threshold manner. This makes it important to know if these apps really do what is intended. Oh, I see. And what do these apps aim to do? They are thought to promote people's self-efficacy and adherence, for example, by monitoring physical activity and dietary behaviors or sending reminders. They might also provide actionable feedback or guidance on self-management. However, even though there are good theories about how these apps might work, it's essential to know if they work in the real world, which is why we did this Cochrane review. For your review, I understand that you included studies testing interventions that need to be delivered primarily through a smartphone app with, at most, one in-person contact with a health professional each month, right? The app also needed to include at least two behavior change techniques, for instance, tracking weight, food or activity, while also providing motivational messages or information about healthy habits. Is that right, Marianti? Yes, that's right. That was the broad scope, but because the studies were so different, we had to break things down into several comparisons. And I'll mention a couple. The main comparison was smartphone app versus no app, which had 13 studies with adult participants. This found that apps probably result in little to no change in total activity time at 12 months, and in leisure time physical activity at 24 months. We also saw that an app may reduce body mass index in the medium term, but the evidence is very uncertain. 
and there's probably little to no change in body weight after two years. Regarding quality of life and well-being, apps probably result in little to no difference after one year and there was also little to no difference in dietary habits after one or two years. We also compared a smartphone app to a personal coaching intervention. But there was only one study in teenagers and the app resulted in little to no difference in body mass index after six months. And how certain are you about the results? That's a good question. In general, we are moderately to very uncertain about the effects. The effects varied widely across the studies and the comparisons and none of the results clearly favored the apps. Interesting. Were these studies based on apps that are currently available in app stores as uh, Apple Store or Google Play? Actually, only two were commercially available smartphone apps, Lucid and WW, formerly known as Weight Watchers. But there are several other widely used apps for overweight or obesity, such as MyFitnessPal, Noom, Fitbit, and many more. However, these have not yet been evaluated in studies that would be eligible for our review, and we cannot say if they are effective or not. This is probably related to the fact that, unlike drugs, you know, apps do not usually require a study backing their claims. Interestingly, we could include one app, Sanadio, recently approved by the German Federal Institute for Drugs and Medical Devices for people living with obesity. It's available upon prescription by physicians and psychotherapists, but generally most of the apps are available to the general public without a prescription. Marienti, what is the most critical challenge you encountered when you were doing your review? This is very relevant, Eva, because we faced some methodological challenges quite common to systematic reviews of mobile health interventions. For example, there wasn't enough information about the features, specific components or behavior change techniques in the apps or the intensity of the intervention. We were also unable to assess the effect of automated versus human feedback, which are key to user engagement and adherence, and could impact the app's effectiveness. We also couldn't investigate whether personalized apps are more effective than one-size-fits-all approaches, because the apps in the review used quite different personalization options. And lastly, there were no studies from low-income countries so we don't know how well they might perform in such settings. Now, looking at the future, do you think that some of these gaps will be filled? We hope so. We identified 34 ongoing studies and we'll extend our evaluation as more studies become available. Also, the current trend goes towards greater tailoring and personalization of apps with so-called just-in-time adaptive interventions. They will be worth investigating in a future update of the review. Thanks, Maria Inti. Let's end with a take-home message for our listeners. There seem to be lots of uncertainties about effectiveness, but at the same time, there's almost no information about harms. 
would it be wrong if people just gave them a try? I'd say that because the evidence is limited and does not demonstrate a clear benefit of smartphone apps, people living with obesity should carefully consider the potential benefits, harms and uncertainties when deciding whether or not to use one. I wouldn't rule out smartphone apps, but the current evidence is too uncertain to say that they work, so expectations should be moderated. I'd encourage people to discuss this with their doctor or primary care provider in case there are more effective alternatives that might help them. Thanks for talking with me today, Maria Inti. People can read this review by going to CochraneLibrary.com and searching using three words, smartphone, overweight, and obesity. They can also find the link next to this podcast on the Cochrane website.